Talking about stuff, talking about things, talking about you, talking about me. It's not a wild country, and we are celebrating. It is Canberra. Conversations in the capital. Hello, my name is Henry. Welcome to Canberra Conversations in the Capital. Today, situated between the SG4 Big Dish and the Department of Nuclear Physics at the Australian National University, I am joined by Isaac Martin and Ella McCarthy in the ANU Solar Racing Workshop. ANU Solar Racing is an 100% student-run team at the university, seeing members from a plethora of different colleges coming together to complete and compete their very own solar car for the Bridgestone World Solar Challenge. An example of student-led organizations making waves, ANU Solar Racing joins the world stage with heavy hitters like Stanford and Cambridge, promoting the importance of combining technology with renewable resources as they make their way through the Australian outback. Isaac, Ella, hello. How are you both going today? Hello. Lovely to be here. Yeah, so excited. We were just looking at, I guess, the workshop, we can call it, where the current solar car and with the previous solar car, and it's not very well known, but I was part of the 2019 iteration of this and walking in there was a sense of like familiarity to this place in many ways so much has changed but in many ways nothing has changed it's still just as vibrant and as fun as it used to be however everyone's like really keen right now already you guys have got you guys got meetings happening next to us as we speak yeah yeah it's busy in here um we're actually looking at uh sorting out our car and getting it ready for a practice drive so Ooh. that we can optimize the systems for our race next year it's all going down tell me about how a new solar came to be um i think you might actually know a bit more about this than me henry <laughs> but i'm happy to give it a go yeah for sure from, from my understanding there was a group of students who went up to the race in 2015 and they they went up to darwin they watched the solar cars exit and they figured out how they were going to build their own. That then morphed into a team here at ANU where they put together a car. Um, you could call it a car. It was <laughs> covered in duct tape to my understanding. Um, but they successfully drove it out of Darwin. And I don't think much further than that. And then the team came back again in 2019 to race in the next race. So each race is every two years. Mm-hmm. And that was the first car that had a full carbon fiber chassis. And that was your iteration. So Yes, it was. Yes. And we did better than the previous <laughs> ones. Ella, do you remember when you first joined this team? Yeah, so I joined, actually, I was looking back on the emails recently and I got accepted on my birthday. What? Yeah, in 2019. So we were on the team together briefly for like six months. And I guess I've been on it ever since. So I'm very happy to currently have the record of the longest member on the team by two weeks. Really? Over oh, Robin. So um, that's a fun little joke we have together. <laughs> Hey, Robin's still here? Yeah. Man, I haven't seen Robin in ages. That's really cool. That's awesome. Speak to me about your two roles, because I'm sitting here with the project lead and the operational lead. The team right now is a lot different to my iteration. There's more teams and more things and more everything. Let's start with you, Isaac. What is what what, what is the operational lead? Also, what does the project lead do? Yeah, yeah. So as the project lead, I work with the executive team. So there's four of us that oversee the three branches of the team. Mm-hmm. And that's the business branch, the operations branch, and the technical branch. So all of those have the different business functions of our team and, and our organization. So we're an organization of about 50 people. And yeah, as project lead, I help the executive team run that. We were lucky enough that Ella's role is actually relatively new in its um in this iteration. Well, sure. Operation lead was not a thing 
when no. I was here. Funnily enough, it was when the team was first proposed back in the 2015 student proposal. And then it kind of went away and now we've brought it back because it's actually so crucial. <laughs> You're like, hang on, where is it? Yeah, it's actually <laughs> so, so helpful to the team to have the role. So like the operational branch that I oversee, we do a lot of things that aren't quite covered by the technical or business branches. And it's very interdisciplinary, which is my favorite combination of things ever. So we do all things race, logistics and strategy. So that's how we are able to do a race like a year before our actual race because yeah. um, we've now got a whole team kind of working towards that. We do resourcing, finance, human resourcing and a whole a whole bunch of other things that just really kind of help, yeah, I guess, day-to-day operations of the team. So, yeah, I oversee that from like a leadership perspective and a strategic perspective kind of going forward and kind of implementing this and making sure the operational branch stays to help the team in the ongoing longevity of it interdisciplinary Mm. i think that's a great word to use because there's so much to this greater team when we were looking around the workshop the tech team were just about to do some things to the panels and we made them stop doing that so i could take some nice photos (laughs) with you guys it's really awesome to see how committed everyone is to be constantly Mm. doing things let's speak to that tech team and that business team for a second because we don't have i guess a representative of either right now Go into more detail for me about what both sides do. I think they make, like their names make sense yeah. on paper, but what they actually do is a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Building a, an organization where you're, you're constantly working for funding and you're, <laughs> you're pr- providing, I mean, that's most organizations, I guess, yeah. but <laughs> providing students with that professional experience that employers really love, as well as creating a space where we can like support businesses to fund us and we can provide the benefits that sponsorship requires. So that's majority of what the business team do. Mm-hmm. We like to say that the business team's main goal is the team's brand and outward identity. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what they do is our school's outreach programs through the events team. We have a media team who run our social media accounts, but also do graphic design for t-shirts, the car livery, that sort of thing. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And then we also have the sponsorship team. They're quite the corporate sub-team, but we do love our sponsorship <laughs> But we team. love them anyway. Yeah, I love our sponsorship <laughs> team. So they, they liaise with sponsors and they work on those relationships and they build that outward-facing image for the team. Mm. On the technical team, we have, or the technical branch, we have four sub-teams. So we have two very focused car systems design sub-teams. These are the electrical team and the mechanical team. So electrical, generally everything that has electricity in it, anything that can spark. And then the mechanical is what makes the car roll. So our wheels, our steering, brakes, which are very important. Super important. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And then uh, new this iteration, which is really exciting, is our software team and aerodynamics team. So, yeah, so both of these are helping build our car currently. Of course, we still need software systems in the car. We need to make sure that the car is as aerodynamic as possible. That's usually the defining factor of a winning team. But in the future and looking towards where we're going next, we want to be a really highly competitive team and potentially winning this race. Mm. I mean, why else would you race, right? For sure. So the aerodynamic team are working on designing and, and prototyping our aerodynamic design for the car. And the software team are building a simulation model of the car. So that's what they're working on as well. Wow, that is, that's pretty awesome stuff. And I think it's really cool that everyone's kind of like, you know, moving around when necessary and all of that. I remember, Ella, when you first started, you were part of the business team. Yeah, so business, media. Yep. Yeah. And, and and now you're looking after operations. ANU Solar Racing allows people to kind of get a sense of, yeah, running in that organization, doing all the different things. But like with other 
undergraduate, postgraduate students in just a fun environment. I think that is so awesome. If either of you could create a new job title even further going forward, what would you like to see out of this team? I'd love to see definitely more stuff in the science communication space. That's what I'm currently doing my honours studies in. And it's kind of definitely my passion project and why I joined the team, because I think this field is the furthest away from all of my STEM knowledge being very like life sciences, biology focused, engineering, super <laughs> the other side of that, which is so exciting for me. But I think this team is a, a really good place for science communication to happen because there is we've got the novelty aspect, we've got the human aspect, we've got learning as we're going, like everything about it, I think just feeds really well into that. So I'd love, yeah, I don't know what the role would be, like science communication wizard or something, but I, yeah, I think that'd be really, really cool. That's awesome. Isaac, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I I have a, a love-hate relationship with systems engineering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so to define systems engineering, I think, because it's a bit of a niche term, yeah. systems engineering is looking at basically your, your general engineered systems. So like the electrical team, like we were talking about before, they'd be doing electrical engineering. Systems engineering is interfacing those things. And I think it's really important and often not looked at enough is actually how those things interface. So you put something together and you realize, oh no, carbon fiber is actually conductive. <laughs> you know, if we yeah. have live wires, this is going to be a problem. Mm. So electrical engineers might not know much about carbon fiber, but mechanical engineers and people working on it will. So it's important that I think that there's that crossover there and even more important in a more broader context when we go into the workforce that we're thinking about how things are impacting each other. Mm. And I think that that's a, a new field that's really expanding and is really important at the moment. Well, as the, uh, as the project lead, at what point can we see this role come into fruition? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to have a science communicator first. Yeah, I think. It's really awesome seeing the current car that you guys have planned. It's really awesome seeing how how much of it's already done, how much of it is going to get done very soon. Uh, it's called the Spirit. We were having a look at that car before, and y'all tell me that this was part of the drawing competition to essentially design the car. And I remember that being proposed when I was here, and it's so cool to see it. Can either of you speak towards that process? How much of it do you remember choosing the winner, going through all of that? Yeah, so I think it's definitely a highlight of the entire team whenever this happens. It's so cool to get behind. So we got a whole bunch of colours that we wanted to use for the car, and then we did a mock design of what our car would look like, and then we gave out these colouring in competition forms to all these primary schools across Canberra, which is really cool getting you know our local community involved. And then we just collected so, so many enthusiastic like responses yeah. to you know, what we do, which is awesome with hours and hours of like design time poured into it. And we sat through and we all were so excited and we looked at everyone's entrance and we, you know, picked a few that we really, really liked. And I think the winner ended up being, uh, she was nine. And it was so cool because this happened kind of in and out of Canberra's lockdowns mm. during COVID. Mm. And at the, the end of all of this, when we get our chassis and we get it wrapped in this, you know, awesome person's design, she gets to come in and see it with her family. And I think it's so cool to have that connection with sustainable innovation from such an early age. It's definitely like, yeah, absolute high of the team. I don't see it 
going away anytime in the future, I think it's just something we want to build on. Absolutely. And to, to build that in the community, you know, like she goes back to her school and talks about it. And, and we have kids that are just so excited to see the car. We had the chief scientist, Kathy Foley, come in a couple of months ago. She brought a, a school child as well who had come to her with this great idea to decarbonize transport systems. And it was to build a solar car. And for Kathy to know about the, the team and, and to come back with, oh, well, there's a, there's a team of students <laughs> trying that, you know, yeah. so let's go check it out. And, and she came in and that was really great. Can either of you remember any honorable mentions that didn't make the winning cut for the car? There was a there was one with spikes across it. Oh yeah, which was pretty cool. I liked that one for sure. It's a it's a windbreak, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were some funny ones. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. I don't want to force you into giving away any team secrets or anything, but is there anything you can reveal about how this car might be different to the previous? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's great that our, our team in a, in its short history has been able to build so quickly on what we've done before. So I like to think of the the three cars that this team has built as really working on the last on the last car. So like I said before, the, the first car was duct taped together, but it made it to Darwin. <laughs> yep. The second car was a carbon fiber chassis, so it was a lot lighter. But it still had it has four wheels, the old car. Yeah. It's orange, it has four wheels and it's got like a catamaran kind of design. So yeah. it's got two sort of long pieces around both sides. Our latest car has three wheels. Oh and two so it's got two wheels at the front and one at the back. And the driver sits pretty much on top of the rear wheel which means that the car can be super thin. And so we have a very small surface area on the front, which means that we have very, very good aerodynamics. So this car is our most aerodynamic yet, which generally means it's the fastest. That's, that's blowing my mind. I, I didn't even look properly at the wheels when we were in there because I just assumed there was going to be four of them. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. that it was three. What? Oh, man. And it, it sounds like we're getting keen and ready for the Bridgestone World Solar Challenge. Oh, absolutely. Right? I don't know if you can call it a car if it's got three wheels, but we'll take it. Yeah, what do we call it? A a, a, a tri, tri-wheeled tri vehicle. Is it a trike? Tricycle? A, a tricycle? It's not, they're not it's as cool. It's a tricycle. Uh, yeah. A race tricycle. <laughs> race tricycle. <laughs> Solar-powered race tricycle. It just has pedal connotations. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I want, but I like that. I, I, I'm imagining, I mean, I know what the car looks like, but now I'm just imagining... All the different solar cars line up and you guys just push forward like a literal bike. (laughs) (laughs) Just got some solar panels on the side of it. Here we go. We're ready. I hope it goes a bit faster. (laughs) I can't pedal that long. I don't know about Ella. No, I'd get way too tired. Uh, that, that competition though, that Bridgestone World Solar Challenge, for those that aren't aware, it's from Darwin to Adelaide. You race to get through those 3,000 kilometers with nothing but the sun, and I suppose the power of friendship and motivation. The next one is next year, 2023, mm-hmm. October. Mm-hmm. How are we looking? Are we hyped? Are we ready? I mean, you don't, you don't say you're ready yet because it's, it's like a year out, but are we on schedule? We're so hyped. I actually think we're pretty ready and on schedule, dare I say it, Oof. knock on wood. I think... Not to brag, but I think having the <laughs> operational branch has really, really helped us here, especially with this practice drive that we've got coming up. So we're hoping to have a fully functional car to drive and then to test next month, which is really, really soon. And that is going to give us so much good information to work off of in building you know, our way to Bridgestone next year. We're going to know so many things about how our car functions on 
longer term drives because we get to try it out beforehand. Mm. We get to know about which of our systems are looking good, which might need like a little bit of a redesign. And we also get to know a lot about how we function as a team on that race, which is super important. I mean, you kind of joked about the power of friendship, but that's kind of what it really is all about and why we're all here. And I think community is really going to be like that distinguishing factor. And I'm so excited that we're like on the ball so early. Yeah, super excited. I think I think this is like the best thing the team's ever done. I'm so keen. I think everyone's really hyped for it too and is really excited. We've got 30 people out of our 50 odd members coming, which is a huge proportion of the team to take off that much time. It's going to be a five to six day drive. So we're hoping to do half the length of the BWSE. This is this is for our practice drive in yeah. September. So yeah. yeah, I could not have even imagined being so on schedule that we'd have the chance to go out and do it first before racing through. And you find out so much about the car that you can adapt as necessary. It's really cool that so much of your team is so committed to getting this done, and that passion is there. What are our aspirations for this competition? Is this is this the year? I'd like to say that this is the year. Uh, on record this is, this is the we year go. this is the How year we give it a age? shot <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to say we go out there to win it why else would you be racing yeah um there's a lot of big teams out there mm. and a lot of teams with a lot of a lot of money behind them yeah um, and a lot of history too yes yes so some of the some of the biggest teams like eindhoven and and michigan do mm. do yeah. really well and have been around since the 80s even so. unsw just next door next door next day yeah. <laughs> You and SW are, are great friends of the team, I think. We actually race in different categories. Mm. So there's there's two main categories of the race. Yep. There's the Challenger class and there's the Cruiser class. So the Challenger class is the one we're in, and that's generally one driver, and you just have to go as fast as possible. Okay. Only driving 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., of course. Of course. To be safe. Yeah. And it's under the best sun. Yeah. Um, that's true. There, it, is, there is no sun <laughs> from, like... 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Yes. yes. So if you're saying that solar cars aren't feasible for everyday driving, <laughs> just daytime driving, they're pretty good. Um, and then there's the cruiser class. Yeah. The, the cruiser class, it's all about making these vehicles real. Mm. So it's actually not as much about the solar energy, although they do still have solar panels, but they also have to carry passengers. They mm. have to charge along the race and they have to. they still have to do it as, as fast as they can but they're also scored on how well that vehicle would work in the real world. I would be, I think my success idea of this, of the team mm -hmm. is like Ella was saying, if, if our community stays together and we're friends by the end <laughs> is, is probably number one. Like every group project. <laughs> yeah. If everyone has fun, we're, we're pretty good. But I think that what's really important is that we finish the race from start to finish and we're driving the whole time and actually pushing the pedal down. Mm. Sometimes you'll have to, preserve charge or oftentimes you have to meet control stops along the way so it's important we get there and then also like ella was talking about as well making sure that we're analyzing that data and, and preparing for the next one what are some memories that may come to mind good memories from this journey so far and what are some life lessons you may have learned throughout this time here i mean i guess we still are living through our pandemic too yeah. which is something that we keep an eye on because things things could change and i think we're you know kind of not ready for it, but we are pre prepared. I think my favorite memories from the last iteration, which were heavily, heavily impacted by COVID, is that I think we found that at the core of our team, it does all come back to community and about the people that you're on the team with. And if you if you can't get into the workshop because that's a you know massive health risk, and of course you've got to put health first, what does it come down to? It's a, a community full of really passionate people who are all excited by saying the same things, who 
all share like a common motivator and goal. And that's really, really cool. And I think that was kind of really, in a way, really nice to find that core of our team again. And I think it's done really good things for us building up again this iteration. Canberra, the city itself, became fully renewable in 2019. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that we're doing something here that really promotes that renewability, that sustainability of energy, of resources. Is this something, Isaac, you with your renewable energy major, you would like to speak to further? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm really passionate about the role of renewables in our Australian context. Mm-hmm. I think working in the solar car team is amazing because it, it actually gives you a fundamental understanding of how, if you're working on the, the solar array, how a solar cell works, mm. which for a lot of our to-be electrical engineers is really important. So I think it's, it's something funny to note that the car really runs on the power of a toaster, <laughs> one and a half kilowatts, which is, you know, it's not very powerful. And I think that that's an important thing to note is that solar by itself isn't going to power all of Australia. It's not the be-all, end-all. But neither is any solution. And we need to make sure that our energy market is diversified. And I think from the events of this winter and the issues with coal-fired power plants, regardless of the economics or the environmental situation, it's actually just not a viable solution to controlling the current grid we have. So a lot of the work that we do here at ANU is how do we make this grid stable for all of Australia? What's that going to look like in the future? So solar is going to be part of that. Wind energy is going to be a part of that. I think Canberra has really worked great commitments to renewable energy and to decarbonizing. But of course, it can always happen faster. I think one of the great things that we're doing as the team is working with solar, but also with electric vehicles, yeah. which will absolutely be a part of the future. A lot of what the ANU are working on is vehicle to grid technology, which is actually using your car while it's parked overnight as a battery to stabilize the grid so Mm. those sorts of things where you're innovating and you're providing these interesting solutions for the community are really important i think in our australian context for sure and to tie back to the team because classic um (laughs) having having a visible reminder that like students can innovate and build on this like the technology is new but it is approachable i think that is also really really important and powerful in a school's context in a wider Canberra context and a wider Australia context. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're back to community after all of that, which is very well segued because I've asked this question to every guest I've had this season and now it's up to the two of you. If you were to give a pitch for Canberra or a pitch for Canberrans, what might be something you're bringing to the table? In the current state of the world and where we're at now, we've come out of lockdowns. We're still in a global pandemic. And I think what's really important is that we're supporting our kids in our schools and we're supporting the community surrounding our schools. And to me, growing up in Canberra, you know, a lot of the community is around the school. So my pitch to Canberrans would be, you know, volunteer at your school. If you're recently graduated, go back and do tutoring if you can. Talk to your school about how you can help with sports programs or with academic mentoring, that sort of thing. I think that's really important to keeping the community close. And I think that Canberra is great for that, but we need to maintain that. I think teachers are under a lot of pressure at the moment. So that's my pitch. You were saying to you were saying to us before how you want to do a lot more uh, a lot more outreach things with the schools around this city, but there's just not much 
logistical time for it to happen because everyone's so run off their feet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'd love to take the solar car to to schools. We've done that before, and we we really looking forward to the the next schools we'll go to. And we'd encourage people to reach out if they want us to come to their school. I think Ella has more to say on that too, actually. Launching off of that, I think it's super important in schools as well to really foster and support and try to patch up this leaky pipeline we see in STEM um, and making sure science, technology, engineering, mathematics is really approachable and accessible to everyone of all diverse backgrounds, no matter what. If you're new to Canberra, if you've been in Canberra, your entire family, you know, lifelong generations, I think it's super important to try and foster an environment where it's really easy and fun to learn about STEM and to be involved. My pitch to Canberra and to Canberrans is, yeah, to to try to jump back into your school community, maybe with a STEM focus, I think would be a really, really cool thing for all Canberrans to get behind. For sure. Now, looking towards the future, where is ANU Solar going? Like, I know we're going to the Brewston World Solar Challenge, and the rest of this year is probably working towards that. But competition aside, where would you like to see this program, this team go as the years continue? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, you know, our, our mission sort of encapsulates this, and I knew Ella was going to say that. We're really proud of our <laughs> mission, which is to drive community passion for sustainable innovation. So, of course, the race is a really big part of our team identity, and it's a really big part of our goal setting. Mm-hmm. But so much more than that is how do we get uni students engaged with renewable energy and give them practical experience? How do we work on our science communication and getting people into schools? How do we give an interdisciplinary team a chance to work together and give people skills for the workplace? And how do we expand that to the broader community in Canberra and Australia so that people are engaged in STEM, in the diversity that STEM can can have and, and support and that I don't think is really there yet in universities and needs to be, which I think is so important. So those sorts of things, I think, is what our team stands for. So well said. <laughs> now on the head. And finally, folks, the floor is open to the two of you. Is there anything you'd like to say to those listening to finish up? Um, I think I'd like to actually say something because I don't know if Ella will, but if you're interested in science communication, yeah. Ella's actually working on her own podcast as well. So has just launched with Ella and Isabel. Ella, do you want to give a little pitch? Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Isaac. Um, I've just launched a little podcast. It's called Cyburst. It's all about making science accessible through the venue of popular culture. Mm. Um, Our first episode is on Pokemon and solar punk and biology and etymology. So it's really cool. Yeah, I think science communication is a really great venue to engage with science, even if you're not an expert in it. Science is for you. I believe in that very heavily. Mm. And if anyone listening wants to get in touch with the ANU solar racing team, what would be the best source of contact? Absolutely. I mean, you can send us a message on our socials. Mm-hmm. You can also email the team, solarracing.anu at anu.edu.au, and we'll be in touch. We'd love to set something up. Absolutely. Isaac, Ella, it has been honestly so much fun coming back here and seeing this all, and it's been so nice chatting with the two of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Folks, my name is Henry, and from the ANU Solar Racing Workshop, this has been Canberra, Conversations in the Capital. Stay safe. Be kind, and we'll see you soon.
was here, there was always a pipe dream that the car would one day race the light rail. Is that something that could ever happen? I'm glad the light rail is going now. I don't know if it was when you when you said that. Um, There's a lot of 40 zones nearby. I feel like we would win. <laughs> yeah, we'd like we'd love to race the light rail. Yeah, official call out. <laughs> yeah, there's a call out to racing the light rail. Call out to Canberra Metro. <laughs> <laughs>